Oh, we're getting ready. We're, yeah, we're we're doing this podcast thing. Do you remember how to do this? Welcome back, everyone. Whoops. <laughs> Happy 2023. We missed you. Um, Jeremy, I'm so happy to see you. Yeah. It's actually been a minute. I haven't seen your beautiful face. They say podcasting is like riding a bike, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Sometimes you, you stumble a little bit. I need my training <laughs> wheels back. Um, I'm so happy to be back uh, recording with you. I We planned to have this one be um, talking a little bit about New Year's resolutions or New Year's intentions. If you're Rose Mativier and you're correcting me and doing it in a very loving way. Um, I, I think this is a perfect way to reopen uh, our little brief hiatus that we took over the holidays and talk a little bit about why people make resolutions. What's the point of it? How do we, you know, increase our chances of adhering to them? Um, should we even bother with it? You know, different types of tips and tricks for adhering to behavioral change. So we're going to delve into all that today. Um, so Jeremy, was your was your New Year's resolution to take more vacations with family? Yeah, I wanted to make sure I got on that right away. So I took the whole first week off and I just got back yesterday. So I yeah, going on a vacation with with a uh, five and a three year old, generally speaking, is not a vacation. It's a trip. But I will say it was actually pretty relaxing. And we we did figure it out. We sw- we were in the pool like 95 percent of the time the kids would not stop swimming. So um, it was it was great. It was an excellent vacation. Um, re- yeah, resolution times weird. It's it's one of those um things that brings on like an emotion of like optimism, right? Everybody kind of like gets this blinded optimism in the new year. And I think maybe some of that comes down to like the holidays being over. And so we're all coming down from this like generally excessive high that we just had. And so we're like, oh, everything's going to be great in the next year. I can't wait. And and that kind of thing. But in addition, it usually gets us thinking about like, what could I do better than like last year? Like, how can I be a better person? Um, and so then we end up coming up with these things, resolutions. And then as we're going to definitely delve in later into the episode, they've been completely like toxified by media and by what we're force fed by everybody else's resolutions. It's like, who are we making resolutions for? And what the hell yeah. is even the point of a resolution? Should we be doing resolutions? Is this a healthy habit? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a cool episode. I think this will be fun for people. I love it. All right, let's ring in the new year. Welcome to your doctor friends, the show that teaches you to sniff out the garbage and answers all the questions that you wish you could call or text your doctor friend. My name's Julie Bruni. And I'm Jeremy Allen, and we are two physicians who work at a nationally ranked practice and take care of some of the world's greatest athletes. We know that you have questions and we want to help. We want to be your doctor friends. And we're back. So, Jeremy, I, I kind of created an outline that you weren't privy to. So we're taking this from our podcast mentors and utilizing uh, what what Maintenance Phase does, which is kind of creating a book report. And then one one of the hosts presents that book report to the other. So are you are you ready to grade my book report, Jeremy? I'm ready to grade your book report. That was a resolution of mine was to grade your book reports more. <laughs> Good. Put it on the list and then, and then you can strike it right off. All right. So uh, just to start things off, I like to do you know a little bit of a perhaps a little history lesson or give us some context as to um, just a little bit of background about New Year's resolutions. Uh, so New Year's was first celebrated about 4000 years ago in ancient Babylon. Uh, but the New Year usually started in late March, which to me makes all the sense in the world and not having it <laughs> on January 1st. Um, so January, uh, the names are after Janus, which is the Roman, the Roman two-faced god. Uh, one face faces forward, one faces backwards. Um, Janus was the guardian of Janus, uh, J-N-U-S, not like Janus, like from, like from Friends. Um, or Joplin. Yeah, there you go. That's probably a much better one. Janus was the guardian of doors, gates, and sort of like beginnings and endings. In uh, 153 BC, the Roman Senate changed the new year to start on January 1st. And then the idea of resolutions began during the reign of Caesar. Um, And these were kind of like uh, trying to push people towards some sort of moral change. Um, So Caesar ruined it for all of us. Um, So thanks to the Romans. Yeah, the Romans pushed us to January 1st instead of having, you know, the first of the of the new year be sort of in the new dawn of spring, which doesn't really make any sense. Um, 
So that's sort of the the background behind New Year's and New Year's resolutions. Um, looking at some some stuff I found online, um, there was a Franklin Covey survey that 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 uh, estimated that about one third of resolutioners don't get till the end of January. So as we're recording this right now, Jeremy, it's it's like the first week of of January. So I'd like to see how people are doing with their resolutions. Um, and that same survey showed that about one quarter of people make resolutions, um, like choose to make a resolution at the beginning of the new year. Yeah. So I think some of the things you pointed out are a little interesting, right? So I, I, I too, when we started talking about this was like, why do I do this? <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> feels like, like, and also like, why now? Why, why isn't it like, September 3rd. I'm like, I'm going to be a better person on September 4th. And you're like, nope, I'm going to be, <laughs> it's always like January 1st. Right. So, but I, I think you gave some background to the history. I think what's interesting um, about the history is if you look back at like the Babylonians and the Romans and all those people, like it was always kind of like a religious concept, right? It was yeah. like, we're going to make sacrificial offerings and do all these things because we don't want to be like sent to whatever hell, or we don't want our life to be miserable. It was basically a bunch of like, please the God so our life can be okay. And in modern days, it's mostly about like, how do I make myself better, right? It's all yeah. like more secular stuff. It's not like you and I are sitting here like, how do we keep the gods from hurting our lives? We're all like, how can we be better people? So it obviously has completely changed um, in that regard. I also think that, that, that the other thing that's really interesting to me is that when people are making resolutions and you said they don't make it till the end of January and, 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 and you know, how many people make them, the concept really comes down to is like, where are you getting the idea for your resolution? Right? right. So is it something that you thought about and you're like, I want to do it? Or is it just because right around this time, we're all reading periodicals and watching television and we're yeah. watching online, you know, the TV with the ball coming down and people are talking about resolutions like, oh, that sounds good. Maybe I want to do that. Or the perpetual, like, I'm going to lose 15 pounds because that, that's... Mm -hmm just what I want to do. And then it makes it through January or dry January is now like a hashtag, right? I'm just mm -hmm. going to like, you know, for one month a year, I'm not going to drink any alcohol and that's going to accomplish something. So I think yeah. it's just kind of interesting to think about, you know, those backgrounds and, and whatnot. I have bullet points for everything that you just said. So this is, it's like, it's like you have also, access to my outlet. Who do you, who do you think the Romans used as their Dick Clark Ryan Seacrest? I'm just kind of curious. Great question. <laughs> I didn't know where that where that sentence was going. That wasn't in the outline, damn it. No, it was not. I do not. I do not have that for you. TBD. So, yeah, right. So a lot of people think of it as a fresh start, right? We sort of craft a narrative of our life. We divide our major life events to sort of chapters. So the concept is, you know, you're looking back at like, well, that was the the old me, and now the new me is going to create this behavioral change that ushers in a new era of 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 my life, right? And that makes sense. I mean, looking back on, you know, uh, how we process our memories and kind of tell our own story or, or kind of how it was, you, you divide your, I mean, I, I've done this too, you divide your life into little chapters. And sometimes that's temporally related of like, oh, when I was in school or oh, when I went here, but or maybe with um, little time markers like relationships. But yeah, this this idea of a narrative of your life and then having something be end of something and the beginning of something else. So an old new and you new. Um, one study that I was really interested in, that I thought was pretty cool, was there was a study where people started a new behavioral change. And the, the prompt that went out to them, there was, there was two different prompts. One of the prompts was, okay, you know, urging them to consider starting a behavioral change or an intention or a resolution. And it was either one group, it was posited to them to say, okay, in the, on the third Thursday in March, start this new thing versus on the first day of spring, which is the same day, right? The latter, the people that the, the prompt was to start it on the first day of spring were more, actually more apt to use this temporal landmark to start their new habit. I don't know what the numbers were, but the, the, the people in that group that thought of, okay, the first day of spring were more apt to, and um, it didn't talk about adhering to this, <laughs> to this resolution, but that they actually decided to and, and moved forward with their, with that behavioral change, which is interesting. So we're just looking at, we like to have a temporal relationship to making a change, which I think makes sense. Do you have any yeah, I think you're that? hitting on some interesting uh, psychological aspects of this, right? I think a lot of these, uh, our conversation today is going to really hit into the human psyche quite a bit. I think yes, we are uh, all just, you know, like the mind is a really interesting uh, place and we're going to take that Miss Frizzle dive into it a little bit. But the, yes. the, 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 I think that what you just said is interesting because again, like we don't, 
we don't have our, our our lives when we talk about them we think about them as being linear but then when we create things during our lives they're almost more in like as you mentioned chapters right like mm-hmm. we're, we're it's a narrative and we almost think of ourselves like characters in a book and we think about our lives being broken up into chapters and so because of that it's natural for us to look for chapters or natural yeah. sequences and so you know holidays are a big time for that and so everybody can kind of think about their lives and so right at this moment maybe you reflect on your own life and think back over the past five years and i guarantee you can probably think about where you were for like new year's or for holidays or for like sometimes even like fourth of july or whatever else is important in in, in your life whatever mm-hmm. it be culturally or whatnot those little chapters are big times in your life and so they, they they're sectioned off in addition your study talked about like the way it's even phrased can make it seem like I'm going to do something different based on the time, you know, the time that's given to me. And so right. it's just interesting how, I mean, every person who listens to our podcast, who's a marketing executive is kind of like, well, of course, I mean, this is <laughs> yeah, just like dummies. Fucking life, right? But, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we Doctors what, don't you, know you, this yet. Yeah. We can change phrasing and fuck with people like who knew? <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> so, but yes, I, th- I think, I think that what we've established at this point is, we do this around the first of the year because that is the way that the calendar sets up for us to be like creating a new chapter. It's a fresh start. The year changes. We always forget to write the new year. Like I'll write 2022 on things for the next year, you know, like six right. weeks or so until I finally get it right. Um, and the, you know, we're coming down from the holidays too. And so you're kind of like, I, I don't know. I think we've established, this is why we do it. Yeah. And I think, I think you hit on a great point there. It, like when you're dividing your life into chapters and you're talking about like, well, this is when, you know, this is what my life was like at that time. I wonder if a lot of a lot of times people want to choose to make their new start like temporally related to something that that has meaning to them because that they get to have power over that choice. Think about how many times your life gets changed for you because something happens to you, like you get fired from your job or you have a loss in your life or you have a traumatic event or something that you don't have any control over. And then therefore, you're sort of forced into some behavioral change because you have to adapt to a new normal. And I'm wondering if some people like the concept of a a New Year's resolution because they have more power over it. And it's something that seems to be more in their control. Like I'm I'm choosing to make this behavioral change because I want to. And I think that that hits on the head of, you know, what we'll get into into in a minute of like, what should we be? I guess not should be like, but, but what should we be looking at in our own minds of? how to make a choice about what seems to be the right thing to move towards. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. I think we are, you're, if I'm interpreting where you're taking me on this journey, we just established <laughs> why it happens. And I think where you're taking me is now, now let's actually talk about the resolutions themselves. Let's talk about like what, what, sure. what resolutions do people do all the time yeah. or say all the time? What's at the root of those resolutions should they be making those resolutions? Yeah. Are there ways that we can do these resolutions better? Should we use a different word than resolutions? Correct. Well, Rose Mativier would tell you. And and at the end of the episode... Friend of the pod, Rose. Uh, I know, she's the best. Um, at the end of the episode, I should have teased this in the beginning. I actually reached out to uh, many of our hosts, not every single one because I don't have all their cell phones, but uh, many of the our prior guests, sorry, guests of the podcast, um, and asked them what their New Year's resolution might be. And they uh, a fair amount of them sent me really great audio clips. So we're going to stitch those together and have that as a nice little treat at the end of the episode for y'all um, to look at other people's, you know, people that we love and we respect and the friends of your doctor friends, what their intentions are. But yeah, you're absolutely right, Jeremy. Um, I, I think I wanted to break it down and talk about a study um, that is... St- that is relevant to the, the the discussion we're having right now. So kind of breaking down different types of goals. Um, so uh, looking at divided into two major categories of avoidance goals versus approach goals. So basically the concept of, am I trying to extinguish a negative behavior or am I trying to adopt a quote unquote positive behavior? So I was looking into some data about this and there uh, it's kind of, the suggestion is that the way that you frame your resolutions as extinguishing a negative thing versus adopting a positive thing, the way you frame that could really make an important difference. So uh, there's a researcher named Pearl Carlbring at Stockholm University uh, recently tracked the progress of over a thousand people. So 1,066 people who made New Year's resolutions at the end of 2017. So (laughs) recently, and I'm just going to, I'm going to copy paste because I want you to read. um, Sweet. 
you know, a couple sentences from this uh, from this study. So let me do that for you. All right. But you categorize their intentions into two classes. Some were, quote, avoidance goals, which, as the name suggests, involved quitting something like sweets, alcohol, or social media. The others were, quote, approach goals, which are involved adopting a new habit, such as swimming twice a week or practicing the guitar in the evening. On average, the participants were about 25% more likely to meet their approach goals than their avoidance goals. Quote, instead of stopping things, you should start doing things, he concludes. I also noticed that practicing was spelled with an S, so this must be in a not a U.S. journal. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, of course. It's. I told you it was from Stockholm. Oh, they like, yeah, my, they like their S's. Yeah. Well, my one, one <laughs> of my intentions it. of 2023 is to listen better, at least on this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, that's so approach goals and avoidance goals. Um, so I should have a positive connotation, almost like. Uh, well, I think that makes sense, right? I like to have more, you know, like we, we tend to raise our children and our animals more with positive reinforcement than negative reinforcement. So I think that that seems to hit on that. So like the example I think in my head is like, if I wanted to be more active during the day, maybe instead of saying, I want to sit less, I should say, I want to walk more. And obviously those are not measurable, yes. but like just a, the terminology of it. Yep. I think you, you hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah. You can turn an avoidance goal into an approach goal pretty easily. And so I think that's going to increase your your uh, propensity for success with it if you're just looking at it from an analytic standpoint. But yeah. yeah, like instead of like, I want to doom scroll less to I want to read books more. So right. it kind of exchanging the positive for the negative thing. And, and I have a couple other examples of how, you know, behavioral or behaviorists have broken this down before about stages of, of change and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's perfect. Why, why do you think why do you think that is? What do you think it's yeah, why do you think that that's that a, plays out that way? Because I feel like maybe may another way of me asking that question, and I don't know if you have stats on this, but doesn't it feel like a lot of our resolutions are avoidance goals? Like, do we know how often people do avoidance versus approach? I just feel like a lot of people try yeah. to quit things. I'm going to do less of. I'm going yes. to like that kind of thing. And I think that's a crux of why a lot of their failures is that there's um, and and I'm 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 spitballing right now, so take a little bit as a grain of salt. And I, and as I go through my outline a bit more, we might be able to come back to this in with some more actual data, but my understanding would be, you know, I think that those, if extinguishing that negative behavior, you don't have like mental buy-in with that, that you're going to get a reward from it as opposed to just like, I'll just be healthier um, then I think it's it's less likely that you're going to continue to adhere to it. Yeah, and I also think that I'm just hearing myself talk about like the different goal with the sit and walk thing, and I, maybe it comes down to like why am I making this resolution in the first place? Like, what's the right. basis of it? So if I wanted right. to sit less and move more, I'm basically saying I want to be more active. And so right. psychologically, maybe I should stop punishing myself for the fact I'm sitting a whole lot and maybe start thinking about how do I want to be more like it's an optimistic goal. So I'm going to move more. I've decided I'm going to walk twice a day or whatever. Yeah. Well, then let, let's let's break it down to why do some goals fail? So one, they're too vague. Like you just said, like, I want to be more active versus I'm going to walk twice a week or twice a day or whatever you said. Great. So some fail because they're way too vague. Um, some fail because they're based on societal pressures and not on something that you really want to do for yourself. Yeah. Like I feel like I shouldn't, I don't know. I feel like I should lose weight because there's a million Instagram ads telling me that I should, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like, or like all the things that are served you on Instagram with, especially like, you know, like I should make my, you know, I should raise my children differently based on the way that yes. these like you know, influencer moms looks lives just look amazing every single day. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the other, I, I agree with you and we can, that'll be a whole <laughs> discussion. And then the other one is that, that there, the reason why these would fail is that there's no clear plan. Like it's just a, a, a fleeting thought of like, yeah, I should do that. And then there's not like a, you know, so there's, there was a, um, a article from management review in 1981, which I think is just as apt now as it was, in, in the few years before I was even born. But it's sort of the the smart technique as to breaking down behavioral change. And I'm sure many of us have, have perhaps heard of this. So the SMART, the acronym stands for, can, can, do you think you can 
guess. Oh, God. What, the acronym stands for? what do you think the S is? Yeah, I was just about to be like, every one of us has heard about the Smarkles, and then you just put me on the... <laughs> you're like, uh... Yeah, you're like, so what does it stand for? You're like, I don't know. Make it measurable. M, M is measurable. M uh, is measurable. Correct. Uh, uh, S is specific. So make it specific. specific. Okay. Yeah, so make it measurable, because that kind of adds in built-in accountability. What do you think the A is? Well, maybe give examples for that. So, like, what's an example yeah. of being specific? Um, Like what we just talked about. Instead of, I want to be more active, saying, I'm going to walk twice a day. Okay. All right. And yeah. And that's measurable. also measurable. So, right. you know, being specific as, you know, like break it down to the most granular aspect of that. Cause especially if you break down a goal to its, its most basic parts, then it's more achievable, which right. is the A achievable. <laughs> Pick okay. something that you can actually do that is actually, you know, like, you know, I, I want to, you know, uh, train to run a marathon in the next three months. It's like, I ain't doing that. No, there's no, there's absolutely no way that I would be able to do that. Couch to marathon, man. Isn't that a, aren't those books now? The, um, yeah, yeah. tying it in with the, the, the shithead who started these, uh, Caesar, like Rome wasn't built in it, built in a day. Right. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think the concept is, is like the tendency is to, to think about where we want to be instead of thinking about the journey there and maybe making it a, yep. yeah, like, like small victories are a huge deal. So, absolutely. so achievability is a good one. All right. So we've said specific, measurable, achievable are well, it can't be reachable. That'd be the same fucking thing. Achievable. <laughs> uh, no. I don't know. It's relevant. relevant. So does it matter to you or are you doing it for quote unquote the right reasons? Like mm. what's the reasoning behind why you want to do it? Is it relevant to your life? Um, yep. Okay. And then T is like... time. Yeah. Time bound is, is correct. Do yeah. it by a so, certain amount yes. of time. Exactly. Like give it you know, a year or a month or three months or whatever it is. So make, make your goal specific, measurable, achievable, relevant to you and time bound. Um, As it applies to New Year's resolutions and you saying those and me reflecting on them without having to be in charge of this podcast right now, like it seems (laughs) like four of the five of them are pretty straightforward and are like tangible, easy things to do. And one of them we have to spend some time with, meaning not you and I, but like as you're making your resolution, you probably need to spend some time with. And that's the, the R part, like the, um, yes you know like again like relevancy to you and why are you doing it and maybe spending some time thinking like why do i want this to be my resolution like what's at the root of this do i really want to lose weight or do i am i trying to change my body image because i'm insecure about the way i look or something else is feel bad emotionally and i want and i think that weighing less or being smaller would potentially make me feel better and and i think that I, you know, it's hearkening back to our our podcast mentors. Uh, that's probably a big crock of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, well, that, and, and yeah. maybe vice versa, too, is like it's not so much insecurities, but maybe the way you're being treated externally. Right. So, like, Correct. I want to stop being treated by other people for the way that I currently am or look. So I'd like to yeah. change that. And again, it's again, yeah. external and it's going to make it very, very difficult. But 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 again, not necessarily internal. OK, yeah. Cool. Smart yeah. goals. And I think what you were just getting at of the relevancy I, it leads n- into our next sort of way of, of looking at goals and uh, that relevancy part of it. And I think this is pretty cool. So it's, it's called the Q routine reward breakdown for behavioral change. So if you're trying to break a habit, for example, and say the habit is I don't get enough sleep. Like I feel like I'm tired all the time because I don't go to bed uh, until after midnight when I should go to bed at 10. Okay. So the habit is I don't get enough sleep. The cue is, okay, I feel like I need time to myself in the evening. Like I had my whole damn day. I fucking worked all day long. I took care of the kids. I'm home now. It's it's 9.45. I just want to have, the kids are finally asleep or, you know, like I did all the stuff I have to do at home. I just need some time to myself in the evening. So that's sort of the cue. Like that's that's mm-hmm. the that's the thing that you're actually, that's the itch you're trying to scratch, right? The routine is, I watch TV or scroll on my phone too long in the evening and I don't get to sleep until after midnight. So that's the routine of like, okay, well, that's not really working for me. So then it's like, all right, well, how do, how can I break this habit of I don't get enough sleep without sacrificing what the cue is, which is really like, I just need time for myself in the evening. So then you have to get, that's when it, that's when it gets hard is now we have to think of some creative ways to break that habit that, that still allows you to scratch that itch that you really, the thing you really need in your life. Did you pick um, that so one like, on purpose? Example, 
picked it for myself on purpose because it is a problem for me. And I know it's probably for you because you you, you text me too damn late at night sometimes. Not not that I'm mad about it, but I'm like, Jeremy, I know I'm awake, but thou should be asleep, sir. Let's break this one down and fix it for both of us, please. Yeah. Well, so as I was reading, this was actually like an example that... um, that I was reading in an article and it was like, well, way to break the habit is maybe trying to set aside some time during the day, you know, or I was thinking about it the way that Laura um, Danger had talked about your own unicorn space. So like if you're really trying to scratch the itch of I need a fulfilling activity that is just mine. The problem is, is that if that time frame is really only available because you work and you have a family or you have obligations or you know, you have to cover an NBA game that night. Uh, when do you have time for your unicorn space? You know, so it really is. The breakdown is I want something for me that I find fulfilling and important and makes me proud of myself. And I feel I'm filling up my cup. Yeah. What um, I've heard you say, which is interesting is, and we talked about this maybe at the uh, beginning of this section was kind of that, that it can't just be a fleeting thought, your resolution. Yeah. And it right. m- many times it is right. It, it, it would have stopped at, I want to go to bed earlier. I'm going to go to bed right. at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And I, I've done that before. I've, I think I make that goal every one to two months. Totally. <laughs> um, totally. And, and, and there's sometimes I do well with it and I'm glad I did it. But for the most part, again, I think what you're hitting at is that, that resolution is not actually isolating down to why I'm going to bed at midnight instead of at 10 o'clock. It's just right. me basically setting an alarm on my phone or looking at the phone and being like, I'm going to go to bed at 10. And right. again, that it's it, that's not going to work in the long term. In the long term, I have to say I'm staying up late because, again, you mentioned I, it's my personal time. I want to watch television and I got so yeah. many things I want to do for myself yep. and then say to myself, OK, how do I prioritize those things? Or maybe I'm going to you know, come up with some sort of calendar where I can do it on different days or whatever. I don't know what the solution is, but yes, I think that I know. you've really hit on breaking it down more so than just the fleeting thought if I'm going to go to bed earlier. Right. And you have to realize why it's like, is it because I like to have, I think feel like I deserve some wind down time, you know? And I think some people will think that same way about, uh, about alcohol, to be honest with you. It's like, mm-hmm. I should be able to have half a bottle of wine when I get, when I'm done with everybody. And it's like, what is that? what purpose is that serving for you? Is it actually like, it's helping me to relax. It's helping me to feel more, you know, that I, that I'm rewarding myself, like whatever, there's a million different reasons, but it's like, is that, and then a sustainable habit that you want to keep having? Yes or no. You could decide if that, you know, like I think these things can apply to so many different behaviors that may be not helpful or not quote unquote healthy or not sustainable for us. So yeah, I just, I like that. The alcohol one's interesting because versus like the um, the going to bed one, because it, with alcohol or, you know, replace it with almost anything like ice cream, dessert mm-hmm. or whatever. A lot of times that is filling it, it's doing something for you and you may be able to substitute that thing for another thing that that can create the same habit. So, I again, if you want to have a drink at the end of the day, a lot of times it's because that's the my wind down time and I'm going to have this one drink and it's going to allow me to be with myself and my thoughts and, and, and whatnot. And I'm, I'm not saying everybody does it for that reason, but that, that's a, that's a clear, obvious one. And so maybe that can stay in the same world of beverages and you can have tea instead, or you're going to have some sort of sparkling or there's, you know, lots of non-alcoholic alcohol, you know, based alcoholic drinks type things. these days. So the point is, is like, you replace it. So the smoking cessation was always talked about, you know, do a mouth habit, right? You're going to do like a toothpick. People put toothpicks in their mouth or something that gives them yeah, that absolutely. mouth stuff. So yeah, the tangible. Well, and it's interesting object. that you bring up smoking because I just, just as a, little, a bit of an aside, but uh, a, a study I read not too long ago that looked at people that their, their excuse or whatever you want to call it, their explanation for continuing smoking was, this is a thing that helps me to not feel so anxious. It's like a, it's a, it's, it, it helps me with my mental health. It, it, it calms me down. And really when they, when the researcher broke it down, the smoking was the cause of their anxiety because they were dependent on an addictive chemical. Mm-hmm. And so when those people actually did finally quit smoking, they looked back and they were like, oh my gosh, I actually, my mental health and my, my feeling of well being in it and my anxiety is so much better because I'm not beholden to this chemical. Whereas yeah. it was their, their reason for not stopping was, Hey, it's the thing that helps me calm down or helps me whatever. So it's interesting when you sort of can break that cycle and look back at things in in hindsight for sure. And I'm sure alcohol is the exact same way for a lot of people. That's deep. 
Thanks, Jer. Um, well, and then th- th- this is a great lead in. So then the other part of it is that we're probably going to mess up in, in this journey of behavioral change. And, and you need to give yourself a bit of grace for that or else you're going to get the fuckets and just say, I don't, okay, I, I, I messed up. I, you know, I had a drink, I had a cigarette. I, I didn't go to bed till 1230. So you just say fuck it and say, all right, fine. Well, I guess I failed to, you know, big deal. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they mentioned this on my favorite murder. I think it was Georgia Hardstark that said uh, she had read somewhere and it really resonated with her. And it did uh, to me as well was uh, a slip doesn't have to be a slide. Meaning give yourself grace. Like you can slip up, you can make a mistake, you can, you know, fall off the wagon, whatever. But that doesn't mean that you can't just wake up the next day and keep going at it. And that at, at no one's keeping score but you. You know what I mean? Like no one's going to, I mean, you. I, to back up, like if you decided to create some more accountability for yourself, like when you are making a goal like this, there, you know, there's some talk about like having a community or having a buddy or something that that helps you to maintain your accountability. But you could also tell that community or that buddy or whatever, like, you know what, I, 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 I messed up and I did X, Y, Z, but you know, hopefully they would encourage you to just get right back on it again. Um, so I just thought like, yeah, a a slip doesn't have to mean a slide, I think is a really nice way of looking at it, of giving yourself grace for the probably inevitable time that you are going to cheat, (laughs) you know? Right. Cause I think you also mentioned earlier in the episode that the vast majority of these things fail, right? People get to February and they've, right. they've basically it's, it's like, well, another resolution down the drain. But right. I think what we've established through this process, at least listening to what you've, the journey you've taken me on is that the resolution itself is much deeper than just like a single sentence fleeting idea, right? It's like, it's, it's right. a behavioral change that you're trying to make. And so of course we know behavioral change is going to have significant amounts of ups and downs and failures. And so I would think to myself, if I'm finding that I'm having difficulty with recurrent issues of t- obtaining my resolution, then I may need to go back to the drawing board of understanding, like, did I, what the smart goals, right? Did I not make it achievable? Yeah. Did I not think about like, what it, did I not get to the root of why I want to make this change in the first place? Like, is the time not relevant? Like, so basically re- it, I think the tendency is to make the, the resolution on new year's and then be like, if I fail, I fail, but uh, I'm never going back to it. I have to wait till new year's of next year to make another one. It's like, <laughs> right. you know, I'm I pretty sure that. like around like, March, you can be like, you know what, that goal is it, the root of that goal still makes a lot of sense for me. But clearly, that was not the right way of going about it. So maybe I could reevaluate. Um, and that seems healthy to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think coming back to finding a community or a buddy, and it's and I think you have to be a bit judicious about that, because assigning someone to be your buddy when they're not really doing the journey with you, which really just makes them your policeman. And I don't think that that's always a very kind hat to make ask somebody to wear. You know, like make sure it's sort of within their boundaries of like, well, you have to tell me like, you know, like that I'm bad when I slip up. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't want to do that for my husband, Adam. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I would if he asked me to, but I I don't know if I would enjoy it, you know, but um, but like telling somebody your goal or, you know, if, if you put it out on social media, if you wanted to, you know, and uh, or like documenting sort of your journey of it and either that's with journaling for yourself or you know, or having a community of people that are have the same goals as you. Um, or there was one study that I looked at that if you make yourself stand to lose something, particularly financially, so like actually having a financial penalty for not mm. achieving your mm-hmm. behavioral change made people adhere to that. It's kind of like when there's monetary value to something, people are more apt to, to adhere to it, even if it's you know, it's it's kind of like uh, there was there was some data that supported if you had a a, a product that you charged one dollar for as opposed to charging nothing for, people have a perceived value of it if they actually had to hand over some type of monetary like totally. you know there was some monetization to it. So it certainly is true. So like I, the the dumb idea that came up in my mind was like like a swear jar. You know, like you got to put your dollar in every time you say something inappropriate. <laughs> but yeah. So there's 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 ways that you can build in accountability if you really are serious about making a behavioral change. And and it it's the same way that we survive in the rest of life is by leaning on each other. Yeah. Cue the marketing uh, people listening to our thing again, like, oh, if you <laughs> if you change the value of things, the mind can be played with. You're like, damn, it, all just, the si- I act like this is a thought that I just yeah. had. Like, guys, yeah. I just came up with something. <laughs> 
you this the healthcare world is finally coming around to marketing. Twenty twenty three. I'm so dumb. <laughs> I'm the dumbest person I know. It's great. I um I I heard a phrase once, and maybe I read it. Maybe it was in one of these things that that we've talked about for this. But I feel like I I read something where it said any journey worth doing is going to have some bumps along the road. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that makes sense. So I I don't know. Reminding yourself that that no matter what you're setting out to do, if it was worth it, like you, you actually sat with the goal and the resolution for a few days or hours right. or whatever, and got to the root of it and understood why you were doing it. It was meaningful and valuable to you, which is another thing maybe is to, to really just know that like, if it's congruent with like what you most value, then even if it has some ups and downs to it, you know that there's value there and that you should stick mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that, that, that is why we make resolutions, at least from what we, as far as we've gotten here, I still feel like people should be doing them, but I think we maybe don't need to do them on New Year's as much. Or if you're going to do For them on sure. New Year's, they can be throughout yeah. the year, but like maybe like there's different ways to do it. What chapters? You're just, you're just punk rock, Jeremy. That's the thing. Is it just your anti-establishment and you're like, fuck the yeah. man. He can't tell me when to make my behavioral change. I'll do, I'll do when I want. Yeah. April Fool's Day resolutions. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I do like the concept of tying it to spring because then it just feels like there's probably some sort of biological, like hormonal, weird lizard brain uh, <laughs> uh, response to the, the 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 weather's changing. And so am the I. The body likes optimism, man. Optimism mm-hmm. is addictive. So, you know, springtime. Anybody anybody listening to the podcast that is a Cubs fan completely understands that concept. Like. <laughs> I mean, you have to go back a few years, I guess, before they won the World Series. But it was like every year is eternal optimism. You're like, yep, we're going to win. You know, this. In 2016. Right. Going to win yeah. it again this year. The the other thing, speaking of sports, one of the things you triggered for me there, too, was like the, the tying value to it was sports gambling is another one that makes me think about like people will sit there and they'll put like a dollar on a football game, but it makes them want to watch the football game. Yes. Right. It's, it's a game you just didn't yeah. give a crap about before, but now you have a dollar into it. Or like the Super yes. Bowl, people put like a dollar or two into squares and like all of a sudden they give a, they give a shit. <laughs> like, right. So yeah. you're like rooting for like zero six, zero six. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, yeah, the main reason I don't gamble because losing that two bucks hurts more than winning the 10 feels you know, good. Yeah. Well, not, not for everybody, but I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a stingy little brat. <laughs> All right. Where are you leading me? Cause I, I was hoping at some point you're going to say, what are our resolutions? And I have to, no, look. that's that. That was the end of my book report. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's up to you. Yeah. All right, uh-huh. everybody, submit your grades at the end, please. Um, <laughs> you can leave them in the comment section. Do you? Well, have I think any- we could talk about what ours. Yeah, what ours. Do you ours. have any? Do you have any for this year? I I thought about a couple of them, and like, and the the little granular ones, like, yeah, I want to go to bed earlier and like stop being on my phone as much, blah blah blah. But then it really is like, then I it, it's like, does this take too much effort for me to break it down to be like, I I know what the really the breakdown is, is that I you know I, I'm searching for community and validation and i also need to blow off steam and just blah blah, blah whatever um that's that's for me and leslie my wonderful therapist to talk about. <laughs> but i did there was one that came up and it was funny because it was actually a tiktok that um that i watched that it was just resonated with me and it wasn't necessarily a resolution but this woman was talking about um you know that she had been through so much different therapy and medications and things and all this all this different journey to to improve her mental health. And she mentioned that the one thing that seemed to be the most impactful for her uh, and the behavioral change that she tried to adhere to was just not trying to be so reactive in different situations. And I think particularly for me, and Jeremy, you may know this about me, (laughs) but is, is my immediate, your, my immediate emotional response to something is not always um helpful or going to reach me to a goal or a conclusion that is that is a is good in the long run. So her 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 story that she told which I thought was kind of cute was she was walking her dog and she like her little treat for herself that day was to go to this little coffee shop and get this matcha latte that she was she uh, loves and it tastes amazing but it's like $7. So it was like way more than she would spend usually on a on a little treat, but she went and she was walking her dog 
Um, and she got her latte and she was so, so excited and she was about to cross the street holding her dog and her latte and like the guy at the stop sign was waiting for her so she could, you know, in the car was waiting for her so that she could cross and her dog, somebody had dropped a bagel on the street and the dog lunged to get the bagel and she drops her latte all over the ground. And instead of like immediately, she's like, this was her sort of sh- sh- showing that she had, she had known that she achieved this goal as instead of being like, oh my God, and being all pissed off and mad that you didn't get your treat and embarrassed that this man was, you know, watching all this happen and and he had stopped to wait for you to cross the street and mad that some jerk dropped their stupid bagel and didn't pick it up and that your dog was being reactive, that she just stopped for a moment and and it paused and realized how funny the whole damn thing was because her latte went all over the ground instead of being pissed off that she had lost that. And I just thought it was a cute little microcosm of giving it a moment and like even the same way that rose has has taught us of like let you feel your emotion that like you, it, it's okay that you can be Im- immediately like pissed you know but like give it a moment and then just let it sit and then you know maybe that will lead to a bit more front of the house brain thinking of like this is actually kind of funny and maybe that makes you less jaded and angry and um, if, like frustrated and uh, resentful in your life. And I think that that's that sort of idea of just trying to be a little bit less reactive in the moment um, for me is a, something I, I, I feel like would scratch a deep itch for me <laughs> and is something that seems achievable. So is the way you're going to measure that by every time you drop your $7 matcha, you're going <laughs> to... That I'm gonna just giggle and run away and be fine with it, but uh, yeah, I guess the the one problem with that one is I'm not sure of how measurable that is, but it's measurable in my head. Or it's just times when like I, for me, I know it it may even happen like in the office seeing patients, and it's not even anything a patient does, but like the little like perceived irritations that come up and sort of not giving it a moment, like if I don't know something, I feel overwhelmed or I feel um, like like something just happened it's like oh great now this again and i think it's in for me it's it's fine like it's okay to have that thought and to be a little annoyed in that moment but maybe for me it's also not outwardly expressing my irritation to the people around me because i don't think that that makes for like a nice work environment or a nice like i don't know way to interact with my friends and family and people that i love and care about to be like all the time (laughs) But it's still like allowing myself to, you know, I think it's okay to also be like annoyed and pissed off from time to time, too. I think what you what I love about what you're saying, Julie, is that because this is the perfect example of a really, really strong resolution that is something that is deep down and valuable for you. Yeah, but probably needs to be smart workshopped a little bit. Right. Because like, again, I'm holding back being annoyed at you telling me that. Right. (laughs) Right. But I think I think it is an interesting concept because I think a lot of people would would probably empathize or sympathize with your goal. I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. have that similar problem. And so the question is, is like, how do you turn that into something where you can make, uh, you know, meaningful change and measure it and and follow it? Because you I, I almost like your goal, your resolution for this year, the way you've described it almost starts at the root of your problem. Like it's almost yes. the reverse, right? You're not starting yeah. at the resolution and working back to the root. You're starting at the root and you almost have to get to the resolution, which I think is yeah. great. And again, I think, you know, we're not going to workshop it on this podcast, but it's a concept. It's a really, I mean, I'm happy to. I mean, no, we, but, this is going to be like a three that's and the and social media thing. Long. People are going to po- smart. Yeah. People are going to smart workshop this with you on this on is social the Jake media. Cameron version. This is the Snyder cut of uh, your doctor friends. If you have suggestions, <laughs> that's at Julie Bruni MD <laughs> at, at Julie Bruni MD on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> um, so listen, the um, mine. So I have two this year. Um, okay. One is incredibly practical, practical and tangible and really, really boring, but is one that is important to me. And that is I'm going to do a better job of tracking my family's savings rate. Um, yeah. That's awesome. More or less what I mean by that is, is I, I, I follow our finances quite a bit, just trying to make sure we're hitting goals. I have two children. They're going to have to go to college. We have to pay bills, all that other stuff. But every year I'm like, I think we're saving enough money and it looks like we are to kind of like have a comfortable life, but I don't do a good enough job tracking it. So I I've Mm -hmm. planned to every month I've created an Excel spreadsheet and every month I'm going to go in and just 
to kind of see where we're at. So that, that that's the boring, stupid, not making me a better person, but something I'd like to do. The one that is probably more meaningful to me is I'd like to, the root of mine is I'd like to spend more time in gratitude. Um, I don't feel like I do enough. I spend enough time in that bathtub, you know, like I don't spend enough time in the gratitude bath and You're watching too many Cialis commercials, Jeremy. Yes. Well, I mean, they, they spend a lot of time in the gratitude bath. Two bathtubs. Uh... <laughs> Two bathtubs. Yeah. Strangely in the forest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. They are. What's, what's, <laughs> to speak about pharma uh, advertisements for a second, <laughs> at least in the Cialis one, those people have a reason to be smiling. There's so many other ones where they're like the drugs talking about some sort of like, you know, Steven Johnson syndrome that you're about to right, get where your yeah. skin's about to come off and the person's just like <laughs> flowing through the fields and brushing <laughs> hay. And you're like, what is going on here? Who's, who workshopped this? Um, so anyways, back to gratitude for a second. So the... Um, <laughs> The way that I have decided to attack gratitude is I wanted to journal it a bit more, um, but I have gone down the journaling pathway before and end up getting overwhelmed because of how much time I spend in each journal entry. I just start writing and then I can't stop. It becomes almost like a blog post. And so I found after a little bit of research, I found a journal called The Happiness Project journal and and it's a book and I have not read the book and I know nothing about the book and this is not an ad for the book, but they make a journal and it's a one sentence journal for gratitude. And every day you open it up and it has a, like a prompt at the top. It's just a quote and you don't have to do anything with the quote if you don't want to, but it's supposed to just trigger something. And then you write a one sentence, whatever your comes to mind about gratitude for that day. And it actually has spaces for five years and you're supposed to just kind of like compare over the years. And what I love about it is I've done it since the first I brought it with me on vacation um, is the one sentence is not overly difficult. It's incredibly Mm -hmm. easy and measured. I leave it right by my bed. I do it right before I go to bed. I love that it is a small book and something I can just easily reference. I love that Mm -hmm. if I could do it over five years, it's super refund. I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself for that. Um, And the last thing I really like about it is the quote prompts are kind of fun. They're not like telling me what to do. It's not like, think about some time that you felt anxious today and talk about gratitude. It's literally a quote that's like, time time is an eternity and the present is more important or something like that. And you're supposed to just write something that comes to mind. And so, you know, my first week of entries is when we were on vacation on a beach. So I thought that was probably not <laughs> like exactly what all of my gratitude is going to be. Yeah, but there not were indicative lo- of uh, results, not typical. But it was interesting. I, I, I did find that there were a lot of times where I just had a lot of joy with my, with my kids because we didn't, I didn't have a lot of baggage with me on this trip, right? It wasn't like I was coming home from work and tired and trying to find my unicorn space where I just wanted to go off and do something on my own. Like, because I didn't have any baggage, I could actually just be there for them and just do things. And so we, like I said, I was in the pool 95% of the time and they just love swimming And I just let myself enjoy that versus being like, what other things do I need to do? Or like, should I try to get a workout in today? Or like, where are we going for dinner or anything like that? Um, So I was able to to journal about that. But those are my two, uh, my two resolutions. I think they're awesome. I I feel like I should break it down like, like you, like you did too. Like the way that I'm going to smart workshop the, the, like the really big grandiose one is to just pick another smaller, more granular one and like give myself credit for that. Like, Yeah, but the, the 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 gratitude journal is is a great idea, and I love the concept of one that gives you a prompt because then it. I feel like if it was just like name a thing you were grateful for today, you could you it could get repetitive or it could be hard to to dig down deep for something that's really meaningful that you're going to look back on and be like, yeah, that that mattered, you know, and and it would be a lot of like, I'm grateful that today I didn't shit my pants, you know, or something like, I feel like you might get, it might get boring or it might be get hard, you know, but I think the prompt there and I, I, and I think the concept of gratitude reminds me, my, my sister Becky, I think gave me one like 20 years ago when I was starting college and I, I'm sure it's still in a drawer and probably has three, uh, uh, days filled out and then I stopped doing it. So maybe I'll dust that one off. You've inspired me, Jeremy is what I'm trying to say. That's that's what we're here for. So listen, this was this was fun, Julie. I liked being on this side of the. Uh, I didn't know it was coming. Uh, book report. Great? Yeah, this is great. Um, we this is our first uh, day back, um, t- and so I think Julie and I had talked about the first you know few episodes coming back, really focusing on resolutions. So we wanted yeah. to start off with just her and I, and and kind of like having this conversation about where they come from and why do we do them and. 
is it worth it? And what are we doing? And then the next ones, I think will be a little bit more granular, as you mentioned, kind of like focused on specific ones. And so um, we have some ideas. Um, all of them are not books. So if anybody has anything that they would like to hear about in the resolution world or, or have some things they want to put out there, uh, um, at your doctor friends, uh, on uh, Instagram or at Julie Bruni MD at Jeremy Allen MD. Julia Bruni. Get oh, thank straight. you, thank you at Julia Bruni. Yes, that's my that's my, my that's my official. That's name. true. Like I I, I two totally, sides. The, the, <laughs> I, I forgot that it was the professional. It, and if on, we're doing corrections corners, this was just weighing on my head. I, we keep talking about unicorn space, and I really only gave credit to Laura Danger. It's really Eve Rodsky's book. <laughs> I mean, in my mind, it was like, yeah, Laura tells me that all the time. But it's yeah. like, copyright, E. Brodsky, TM, right. TM, 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 Yeah. TM. <laughs> well, I don't think we're big enough yet for people to care. But... <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that could be my intention is to to blow this. Yeah. 2023 goals for the podcast is for us to make a trademark uh, violation and somebody to give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible intention. Rose would not be proud of you. It's It's an approach goal. It is. It is. So, let's end this now. Uh, Yeah. I love being back with everybody. We'll look forward to seeing you guys next week. This is great. Happy 2023, everybody. Set a smart goal. Listen to your doctor friends. My New Year's resolution for 2023 is to incorporate high intensity interval training. Now, if I can just convince my doctor friends that shotgunning beer qualifies. Happy New Year, doctor friends. This is Rose Mativier wishing you all a happy and healthy 2023. And my intention for 2023 is to spend less inattentive, mindless time on my phone. Be a little bit more intentional about how I use it, changing some notification settings. It's gonna be a huge pain in the ass, but if I can use the arbitrary date of January 1st to provide a little bit more motivation for me to deal with that pain in the ass, more power to us. So happy goal setting resolutions or intention setting or reflection, whatever it is y'all want to do. Happy getting to it <laughs> and happy new year. This is Kamran Hamid and my new year's resolution is to read more books uh, and not kill all my plants. So my 2023 new year's resolution is to not press the snooze button when I wake up in the mornings. <laughs> I am so guilty, especially working out at six o'clock in the morning of hitting the snooze button so many times, two or three times, and then waking up last minute and having to run out the door. So my new year's resolution is to get up the first time when the alarm goes off. No more hitting snooze, new year, new me. We'll see how it goes. My resolution for the coming year is not just to do things part of the way, but to do things deeply to feel things deeply. So my word of intention for the year is depth. New Year's resolution 2023. Um, I'm going to continue um, to work on mental strength and mental health for myself and continue to work on boundary setting, especially for patients. On top of that, Going to continue my trail running uh, in hopes to do a uh, three-day trail run um, in the fall of 2023. Okay, for real, whatever this says, this is the uh, official resolution for 2023. The official! Thanks, bud. Okay, for our listeners, this is more of a visual joke. So uh, Dave has a card that turns around and it says, Getting tanned, jacked, and juicy. Okay, that's what it is. The amazing music is credited to Skillcell with Pixabay licensure. The podcast is meant for educational and entertainment purposes only. The contents of this podcast should not be taken as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult a medical professional for any medical issues that you may be having. The contents of this podcast are the opinions of the hosts only and do not reflect the opinions of their employers or affiliations. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Julie Bruni or Dr. Jeremy Allen or any guest to the podcast be responsible for damages arising from use of the podcast.